the Bible Study Podcast, episode 229. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 1 Samuel with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we get into 1 Samuel 4, we get to a very dark period for the Israelites. And we also get to some of the fulfilling of the prophecies that were given against Eli and his family in the previous chapters. 1 Samuel 4, And Samuel's word came to all Israel. Now the Israelites went out to fight against the Philistines. The Israelites camped at Ebenezer and the Philistines at Aphek. The Philistines deployed their forces to meet Israel, and as the battle spread, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 of them on the battlefield. When the soldiers returned to camp, the elders of Israel asked, Why did the Lord bring defeat on us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Shiloh, so that he may go with us and save us from the hand of our enemies. So the people sent men to Shiloh, and they brought back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim. And Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Lord's Covenant came into the camp, all Israel raised such a great shout that the ground shook. Hearing the uproar, the Philistines asked, What is all this shouting about in the Hebrew camp? When they learned the ark of the Lord had come into the camp, the Philistines were afraid. A god has come into the camp, they said. Oh no, nothing like this has happened before. We're doomed. Who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? They are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Be strong, Philistines. Be men, or you will be subject to the Hebrews as they have been to you. Be men and fight. So the Philistines fought, and the Israelites were defeated, and every man fled to his tent. The slaughter was very great. Israel lost 30,000 foot soldiers. The ark of God was captured, and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. So this is the fulfillment of the prophecy that was given earlier, that the two sons of Eli would die. But it's worse than that, because all of Israel is defeated, and they're defeated at the time that they least thought they would be. They had marched into the promised land, into Israel, at the time of Joshua, behind the Ark of the Covenant. And this is the Ark that they had followed through the wilderness for the 40 years in the wilderness. And so they, like the Philistines, thought that there was something magical about the box. Now, certainly, if you've seen the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, you might also have come to that conclusion that there's something magical about the box because this is a box that represents the presence of the living God. But it's not magic that was protecting them. It was God that had been protecting them, and they lost sight of that. And so they put their trust in the box and forgot that they had not been faithful to God, especially in this case, Eli's two sons had not been faithful to God, and they held a very important role as the priests of God. And so everyone is expecting on both sides that this magic box that they bring in will cause the defeat of the Philistines, and it will cause the victory to Israelites, but it doesn't. There are other places in the Bible that are similar to this. And one of the things I think about is there's the bronze serpent 
And you may remember in the Exodus story that the people are unfaithful, they're grumbling to God, and God causes serpents to go among the people who are biting them, and they're dying. And so Moses appeals to God, and God says, raise up a bronze serpent. And when people are bit, have them look up to the bronze serpent, and they'll be saved, they'll be healed. In fact, in the New Testament, Jesus refers to that and says, as the bronze serpent was raised up, so the Son of Man must be raised up. So there's the significance here of looking up to the, to the Savior. Well, later on, we'll see in the book of Kings, I believe it is, that they kept this bronze serpent and they're worshiping it. So they've taken something that was meant by God to rescue them, meant by God as a symbol of his forgiveness, and they've turned it into an idol. And in this case, they're awful close to that. They've, they're thinking that there's something special about the ark because that's always been special. They've always marched behind the ark. But the problem is the ark is just a symbol. And the same is true of any religious symbol we may have. There's nothing special about a cross. There's nothing special about it, a relic. That what are special is our relationship with God, and other things may be useful to remind us of that relationship. But is the relationship with God that protects us? It is the relationship with God that is important. And this is a very hard way to learn that lesson. That same day, a Benjamite ran from the battle line and went to Shiloh with his clothes torn and dust on his head. When he arrived, there was Eli sitting on his chair by the side of the road watching because his heart feared for the ark of God. When the man entered the town and told what had happened, the whole town set up a cry. Eli heard the outcry and asked, What is the meaning of the uproar? The man hurried over to Eli, who was 98 years old and whose eyes had failed so that he could not see. He told Eli, I have just come from the battle line. I fled from it this very day. Eli asked, What happened to my son? The man who brought the news replied, Israel fled before the Philistines, and the army has suffered heavy losses. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead, and the Ark of God has been captured. When he mentioned the Ark of God, Eli fell backward off his chair by the side of the gate. His neck was broken, and he died, for he was an old man, and he was heavy. He had led Israel forty years. His daughter-in-law, the wife of Phinehas, was pregnant and near the time of delivery when she heard the news that the Ark of God had been captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead. She went into labor and gave birth, but was overcome by her labor pains. As she was dying, the women attending her said, Don't despair, you have given birth to a son. But she did not respond or pay any attention. She named the boy Ichabod saying, The glory has departed from Israel because of the capture of the Ark of God and the deaths of her father-in-law and her husband. She said, The glory has departed from Israel, for the Ark of God has been captured. This is probably the lowest point of the story in First Samuel, because at this point, the person who has been leading Israel for 40 years dies, Israel's defeated, and everything looks bleak. Because there is, at this point, no leader in Israel. Remember, Israel doesn't have a king yet. That's something that will come later on in this book. They have judges who are raised up. And 
basically Eli has acted as a judge in the sense that he has acted as a high priest, as the one who is leading the people. It's a very loose system. It has worked off and on for them. If you look back in the book of Judges, and I say worked off and on because usually what happened is that when times were good, they would forget about God and then times would get bad and God would raise up a judge and they would remember God and times would get good again. They would defeat whatever enemy that they needed to defeat. So this is one of those continuations of the cycle that happens in the book of Judges, that they have been unfaithful, Eli's grown-up sons. And this is the first hint that we get they aren't necessarily young men, because Eli is fairly old. We don't know exactly their age. Certainly, at least one of them has a wife of childbearing years. But they have become corrupt, and they have turned away, and they have forgotten their relationship with God. It's interesting at this point that as far as Israel knows, they are leaderless. But we saw that by the time we get to this point, God has already had a plan and put a plan in place years ago to raise up a leader. God didn't wait to this point and go, oh my gosh, Eli's dead. Who shall I have lead Israel? We're in fact reading chapter four of the book of Samuel. The story of Samuel started before he was needed. He is needed very desperately at this point, as we'll see in upcoming chapters. But God didn't wait for this point to get him ready. God started speaking to him years before. He's already been developing a reputation, but he was not yet leading Israel. And we'll see at this point, he will become a leader for Israel. I like the fact that this whole thing didn't catch God by surprise. God told Samuel, God told Eli before this, that his sons would die. God knew this day was coming, and he had been preparing for it already. God knew what was needed and had been raising up a prophet who would come and speak for him into this very bleak, very desperate situation. And I think that that gives us some hope that when we're in times that are very difficult, that these are not a surprise to God. Whatever situation you find yourself in is not a surprise to God. And I think it's safe to say that God has been preparing for it for some time. Whatever his plan is in that situation isn't a spur-of-the-moment thing that God is improvising, but he's been working out his purposes With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. If you're interested, you can also vote for this podcast at thepodcastawards.com here in the month of September if this is something that you find useful. As always, thanks so much for listening. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.